I will rule you. Ready to rumble. Coming up on the good, the bad, and the ugly. A podcast about movies. So, before we begin the show, I just want to clarify a little bit. Last episode, I ended it a little bit confusing. Um, it was a lot. It was a lot trying to do the Thanksgiving episodes, and uh, there was a lot going on with Anchor being down and whatnot. And um, it just, I was not really fully focused on it, I guess. I was just really exhausted and trying to finish that episode. So I know I had like a little bit of a um, mess up at the end of it while I'm going to address the next episode, but it never really, I, I ended up reverting back to the part one saying that Seven Private Ryan was going to be the next episode, but it was part one. So my mind wasn't fully there, but uh, you know what happens? You know, I'm not, I'm human and I make mistakes. But anyways, continuing we're going to work on that and uh, stop doing that. So how y'all doing, man? You know, it's good to be back. Good to be for another podcast episode. This one is going to be um, a real interesting, horrible, bad, throw up in the uh, airplane bag type of deal. Like this, this movie's bad. This movie is bad. And there's a lot of things in this movie that if you watch it, if if I introduce this to somebody, I guess, um, well, if I introduce somebody that isn't that doesn't have an open mind and haven't seen this movie, because like I, like I don't, I, I highly doubt that a lot of people have seen this movie. If I sold this up to somebody today that had like the same, I guess, beliefs as in today's society, they would probably find this highly offensive, and I don't blame them. I mean, this movie is has aged really bad, aged like a like spoiled skim milk. This movie I'm talking about. I said in the intro, I'm say it again. Ready to rumble. And uh I I just don't know where to be where to begin with this movie, man. I mean, geez, like this movie's just <sighs> like this movie's just terrible. I, I I I it took me forever to do this because I just could not really wrap my head on around, around on 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 like what really took me a long time to do was this top five and finding movie facts about this or tales from the script, but it was just horrible, and I had to watch this movie. I've seen this movie plenty of times as a kid, but as a grown-up now, it's kind of like this movie's awful. And um, it took, I fell asleep the first time watching this, so I had to watch this again. And um, it was uh, it was just bad. It's a, just a regular bad movie from the, from the 2000s. But let's dive into it. So Ready to Rumble came out April 7th, 2000. The Overview. Two creepy idiot wrestling fans tried to help their favorite wrestler get back on top of WCW after he was humiliated on TV. And um, so they go on this road trip to 
see, to go visit him and try to get him back up in spirit on trying to go back into the business. So they go on this road trip with him. They grow a bond with him and they take him to like an OG wrestling coach and whatnot. And during this journey, they grow a bond with him. I think I said that already, but I'm going to say it again. They grow a bond with him. They, um, like, a, there's like a silly version of them finding themselves. Um, and they become somewhat hometown heroes from this small town in Wyoming. I forgot what it's called. But, yeah, they're from Wyoming. It's, I, just, I never heard anybody. I never even met anybody from Wyoming. So, only person I know from Wyoming is nobody. Um, one of my favorite basketball players, Larry Nance Jr., played at the University of Wyoming, if that counts. But anyways, you know, moving on. Um, my first time watching this movie. So, my first time watching this movie. It was on HBO. And this movie, Ready to Rumble, I don't think I really said too much. I said a little bit of it. But it's like a, it's mainly a wrestling movie, you know. it's um, You can tell this movie's really just aimed at a certain group, you know, um, mainly just wrestling fans at the time, you know. Uh, I, I talk about this more, a little bit more, but WCW tried to, tried to, at the time, they weren't doing so hot, you know, WWF was taking over, so WCW was doing everything they can to stay afloat, including making this movie, and didn't turn out too good. But anyways... We'll talk about that later. My first time watching this movie was on HBO. And uh, I was a I was a very young kid still into wrestling. And when I saw this movie, I completely flipped. I was I was just static, you know. I was like, wow, this movie is about wrestling. This movie is about WCW. This is awesome. Oh my goodness. Goldberg and Sting are in this and Burker T. What? This is awesome. I'm totally in. And now as a grown ass man, I'm like, my goodness, this movie's fucking terrible. Like, why did I watch this more than once? You know, why the fuck do I own this movie? It's in my DVD collection. It it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be on my shelf next to Django Unchained and Goodfellas. No, it shouldn't be up there with Alien. No. It shouldn't be up there with the Rocky series. Uh, maybe Rocky Five, but other than that, it shouldn't be up there with the Rocky series, the Creed series, you know, the John Wick series. Shoot, I'm just looking at my movie collection right now, trying to find out what else I have up in there that's really good. The, the Raid series, the Star Wars series. I mean, it should not be up there on that shelf. It does not deserve a place on my movie shelf, but yet it does. Mainly because of my uh, childhood self. But this movie is terrible. I don't know why I own this movie. But the, but a good thing is, when I bought this movie, I think it was like five bucks. So I was like, you know what? Whatever. I ain't, I'm not even going to trip. But this movie is just pretty much unbearable. Uh, comedy in this movie, you know? it's Some things are just... Too corny, lame, immature. There's a scene where they have farting nuns in it. I'm like, really? 
farting nuns. Oh, and they're singing. Um, what are they singing? Some, some, some. Uh, eighties, like heavy metal song. I forgot what the band was, but it was running with the devil. So they have farting nuns in a van traveling to Atlanta to go meet the wrestler, and the nuns and the two guys are singing running with the devil. That's terrible. God awful. Why? Who was the writers behind this movie, man? I don't know. But yeah, yeah, they they just have this this weird intentional comedy in this movie. Uh <sighs> yeah, yeah. So the cast of this movie. We have David Arquette as Gordy Boggs. Oliver Pratt as Jimmy King. He's the uh, Jimmy King's a wrestler. I guess they try to Gordy and Sean Diggs, um, played by Scott Can. Um, those are the two wrestling fans that try to go see Jimmy King. And finally, like I have a a shitload of wrestlers. There's Diamond Dallas Page as the antagonist. Um, I just I don't understand. I don't think I don't think around this time he was a bad guy in WCW. I think he was like. A good guy, so I was a little confused. Goldberg is in this movie. Sting, Bam Bam Bigelow, uh, Hooventude Guerrero, whoever know like for wrestling fans I know. Kurt Henning, Disco Inferno's in this. Billy Kidman, Conan, Rey Mysterio Jr., Saturn, Macho Man Randy Savage, Booker T, Sid Vicious. Uh, and just plenty more of WCW late 90s, or I guess early 2000s at this time, but I just have like this super nostalgic feeling when I watch this. Also, the um, two more cast members I was going to throw in there, uh, Rose McGowan as Sasha, and then we have the, in my opinion, very talented Joe uh, Pantoliano as Titus Sinclair, and this guy, um, he, for people that know, would know him, he was in The Matrix. He was a, the bad guy in the very first film as in The Matrix, the um, the bald-headed guy that tried to get back into the system. He didn't like being woke or whatever. Um, he was Captain Howard in Bad Boys. So really good, respectable actor and. I just don't know what he was doing in this movie. I saw him. I was like, damn, what the fuck? But anyways, moving on. The box office. Whew. Yeah. Um, it, I believe I have to make sure I get this right because I just, like I said, I can't believe how much, how bad this movie was. Um. Okay, so yes, it is right. So the box office, the budget was estimated at $24 million. Opening weekend, it got, it made $5 million. Overall, totaling overall, $12 million. So only half its budget. Yikes. Um, just... Pure, 
Yikes. And it's understandable. And like I said, this a movie like this should not have been in theaters. Um, it should have just been at this time straight to maybe straight to video or something like that because I I don't even know because that even that's harder to, to even that's impossible for me to say because there's plenty of wrestling fans around this time still but a lot of them just gave up on WCW. I mean, it was it was time. They had a great run in the '90s, but it was just time. It was just time to to just drop them. Reviews. This is probably like the lowest score out of all the movies we've done. Possibly, I'm not sure. I have to go back and look, but I think it's safe to say this is probably like the lowest score out of all the movies I've done so far on this show. Twenty three, a score of twenty three, red light. You must stop or you will get a ticket. Metascore gave it a red, hot, scorching uh, score of 23. Ooh. It also got 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, this is weird right here, but an audience score of 52%. So not a lot of people want to bash this movie. You know, I got to... I got to see it from both sides. Not only do I have to see it from a wrestling side, but also from like a normal person, like a normal, I guess, view of it. Like, you know, this move is like nitpicking it a lot and stuff. So, um, you know, I, but as a wrestling fan watching this movie, I thought it was cool. You know, mainly, I'm, I, it, I mainly got attracted to this movie because of, my favorite wrestlers in here. And um, and that was pretty much it. Uh, David Arquette's cool, but in this movie alone, he's just annoying as hell. Always screaming. It's like, shut the fuck up. Like, there's, he, he, he's always screaming, and he's always screaming in the most unnecessary scenes. Um, I have that later on, I believe. Yeah, I do have that later on. So I'll talk about it a little bit later on. But let's get back to the reviews. So audience score 52%, which I can also see. Like I said, not a lot of people want to bash this movie. A lot of people like this movie, mainly because of the wrestlers. And and that would have to be it. Like the plot, it's kind of just doesn't make sense. In real life, it would not make sense at all. So you have to take that out. Because um, when a guy gets fired on television and then like, you know, you have these two diehard, crazy fans that shouldn't be this crazy. Like, y'all some grown-ass men. Y'all out here trying to travel to see another grown-ass man that you have that you just worship. And it doesn't make any sense. But, um, and uh, so they do that. They, you know, first of all, it's just too much. It's just too much going on. Like, why is this guy, why is this professional wrestler allowing these, allowing himself to hang out with these two guys? You know, it's like they, bro, like they're creepy as hell. Why are you just gonna open your, open your arms to them? It don't matter. But it, and then like they help him get to like the next event, which is already fired from him. May I mind you? And he somehow sneaks himself into the backstage area. And then hits his boss 
And then his boss says, I'll let you back on. I'll, let, I'll, I'll hire you back. Pretty much I'll hire you back if you could win this triple cage match at this big, huge event. Like, what? No. You go back to your job and you hit your boss. You going to jail and you get all types of charges on you. This shit is not, this shit does not work. It does not work. But anyways, 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 come on, Kevin. Get it back together. Let's, let's get back on the on the uh on the rails or whatnot. So for the review. For the reviews, sorry. I have a couple, a couple of handy ones that'll uh maybe give you a better idea. Ready to Rumble manages to insult not only pro wrestlers but also their fans okay an extreme loud and simple-minded cross between tv's wwf smackdown and dumb and dumber hmm well you know like that review don't kind of make sense i mean this is about wcw not wwf but moving on numbskull cinema scrapes new depths Will come off as insipid, unfunny, and too serious at times for its own good. Let's be real clear about this. You've got to be suffering from some major trash culture brain damage to enjoy a movie like Ready to Rumble. Damn. And finally, the last one. I would rather have been scraping gum off my shoe. Than sitting there another minute. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that should help you get a better idea of this movie. My personal review, hmm. Uh, it's bad. It's it's bad. It's a bad wrestling movie. Um, it's cool that there's. WCW wrestlers in there. And that's the only thing I can really say about that. I'd rather I'd rather the movie focus on the WCW wrestlers more than just these two guys, but you know, it's fine. Um overall it's just bad. I just, it's just bad. I'd rather watch like I said, I'd rather watch the WCW wrestlers in this movie. I wish they were more involved and the story was less centered on a fake wrestler, Jimmy King and fake uh, characters because these guys were real wrestlers and by the way I know I just want to I just want to put this out here well you know what I'll, I'll talk about it later let me just say that so movie awards one nomination for best specialty stunt at the 2001 world stunt awards Scott Workman was nominated for the stunt work that um, he did at the end of the movie in the special Triple Cage match, the big finale. And I think he's um, the stunt work he did was going through, falling through all three cages, I believe. Because um, for the Triple Cage match, if you guys don't know, it's a, it's, a, it's a cage stacked on top of a cage stacked on top of another cage. And they have to climb it up like a pyramid and get to the very top to get his briefcase and whatnot. But anyways, yeah, there's like a scene where 
I guess uh, Diamond Dallas Page falls through all three cages. That might have been Scott Workman. I guess this is stunt double. But anyways, it lost to Charlie's Angels stare, fight, stare fall and fight stunt work. Other nominees in this uh, category included Shanghai Noon for the Rolling Log sequence, The Perfect Storm um, where the Andrea Gale is blown off, and that X-Men Wolverine blown out from truck. So I'm I'm going to give you a little preview. You guys may see Shanghai Noon on this list. I'm, I'm on this list. On this show. Maybe not soon. But you will see that. I, I love Shanghai Noon. I love the Shanghai Noon series. So you will see that. Possibly X-Men as well. Perfect Storm, mm, I'll think about it. It's not a bad movie. It's not. It's it's okay. What makes this movie stand out? So, um, the cringy lines is for starters. Like I said earlier, I think it's time for me. I think this is appropriate for me to dive it to dive into this. David Arquette screaming too damn much in the movie. Especially in scenes that is just unnecessary. I just dudes always screaming in the movie like, "Bro, shut the fuck up, calm down." Um, I think there's like a for for one, the um, his his dad pop, rolls up on him, and his dad is like a, he, his dad is a bad character in this movie too. But his dad is a sheriff, I believe, rolls up on him, and he's like, "Gordy, you need to get your life together. What you got this magazine for? Is wrestling? Wrestling's fake." And then this dude screams at the top of his lungs. Wrestling's not fake. It's like, bruh, chill the fuck out. Like, relax. Uh-uh. Like, I like wrestling, but even I know it's fake. Hell. Like, well, I want to say that to a wrestler. You can go up to a real wrestler and be like, bro, wrestling's fake. They're going to hit you in the face as hard as they can. They're going to say, does that feel fake to you? So don't do that. Uh, and, yeah, of course it's fake, but I think there's like a common ground to it. It's not really fake. It's choreographed. You know, it's staged. Because um, the, the body slams, of course, are real and stuff like that. Flying through the air and landing on somebody, of course, that's real. There's just certain ways to that they, that they handle it to where I guess each wrestler won't, won't be as badly hurt. So like I said, it's choreographed. It's staged. It's definitely a lot of work to do. Just because I say it's fake doesn't mean anybody can be a wrestler. No, that, that it takes some real work and some real dedication to respectfully respectfully do this. I mean, like you have to be precise with this uh, with this choreography because any false move and you can get really really hurt. So definitely respect to those guys. But um, anyways, moving on with this makes it stand out. Um, the goofiness of this movie, like I said, farting nuns. I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't get why it got to be, or why these nuns got to be singing this devil song. I don't think any uh, nun knows any type of lyrics with that. Um, that be, that's, I, I think that would be, I, I, I think that is a, uh, a little bit funny, but still, doesn't shouldn't be put in a film. Um, another thing that stack that stands out to me is um 
well, my last one, the retro throwback of the WCW superstars and this epic cage match. I enjoyed the cage match. At the end of the, end of the scene, you know, when it's Jimmy Cage, I mean Jimmy Cage, Jimmy King versus Diamond Dallas Page in this triple cage match. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, it, it was very, uh, what, how, how do I say? Innovative. And I enjoyed it. But those things really stand out to me a lot. But moving on to Tales from the Script. So as I said before, in the casting category, Rey Mysterio has a small little role in this movie. He he makes an appearance in the movie at the very uh, somewhat in the very beginning, and during his appearance, <clears throat> he's in this wrestling match. I think it's a tag team wrestling match. And while this while this wrestling match is um, happening, he injures his knee. So that's uh, that's unfortunate. Of course, he's doing better now. I mean, this happened in 2000, so... But still, at the time, that's very unfortunate. Multiple people hated the movie and didn't want to do it, including David Arquette and Rose McGowan, who plays Sasha in the film. Um, Sasha is this WCW Nitro girl. She's like the head one, I guess. And... You know, she's used to manipulate David Arquette's character, Gordy, and tries to, like, manipulate them and stuff while, while they're on the road, while they're on this road trip to trying to get Jimmy King back to the top. So she tries to manipulate and sabotage them. But that's who Sasha is in this movie. But, yeah, um, Rose McGowan, she didn't want to be in this movie and uh, like reportedly, I'm not sure, apparently threw the script away three times. And then she finally gave in on her on a fourth time she was giving it. I guess she really needed the money at the time. I don't know her situation at that time, but yeah, if you were giving it three times and you just finally cave in, I want to know why. Uh, yeah, cause that's, that's just very interesting. For promotional purposes, WCW had David Arquette make special appearances on the show in which he would win the WCW world title and also compete in the real-life Triple Cage match, which the Triple Cage match made two appearances in WCW, and then that was it. One of those times, David Arquette was wrestling in it. Most fans would call this move the worst in WCW history. And this move helped lead it go out of business. And I completely agree. Like, But WCW was so desperate at the time. Um, I did watch a little bit of a documentary about, a couple documentaries. Uh, just, just near the end of WCW, it got really bad. I mean... I think it's because they gave my personal opinion. I could be wrong, you know, but my personal opinion, I think it's because the show never really grew in which they uh, 
gave they only gave promotional pushes to NWO. Like they really made focus on NWO the entire time. I mean, which is you know cool, but you also don't you, you can't forget about like the other wrestlers that you had. Of course, they gave some to Goldberg and stuff, but like never, never like really the other characters really grew. Like they didn't have good writers, and they they needed that. They needed that to keep up with WWF. But at the same time, it was just it was just time for WWF to step up and WWF Attitude Era has got to be the best ever in wrestling history. But anyways, enough of about that. Let's go back into this. Um, yeah, going on to the next fact. the The movie was supposed to help. Or this movie was supposed to help WCW keep itself afloat. And try to put it back on top, but it would only like just hurt itself more and cause more self-infliction. So into the business, David Arquette donated his money from his time on WCW to the to the family of deceased wrestler Brian Pillman. Uh, and I don't want to dive into Brian Pillman too much. May he rest in peace. But he was a he was a great wrestler. Um, had he was on the rise at the time. They have a documentary about him. But yeah, he just unfortunately passed away, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. Things I would change about this film is the next category we have on here, and whew, what would I change about this film? Well, that's easy. Very easy. I would change everything. Um, probably get rid of this. Well, I wouldn't get rid of uh Gordy and I believe his name was Sean. Yeah, Gordy and Sean. I wouldn't get rid of those two characters. I, I would keep those two characters in. But I would definitely get rid of uh Jimmy King. And I would definitely tone down um Gordy's yelling for sure. Like, bro, chill out. Uh, get rid of Jimmy King and then change the entire plot. Just, just change the entire plot. I personally believe Jimmy King was like just a bad character to have in the movie overall. But you know, I understand why he was in this movie, just for like comedy purposes and try to like, I guess, have a, a wrestler who was at the top, then down on his luck, and then now back on top again. Learning from his mistakes, so that's a good thing, in a sense. But I really just got rid of that character overall, um, because I just don't understand his character. Like, like, how did they find you? Like, how did they discover you? And how was it that you had no type of training at all before you got into the big leagues like WCW? It just makes no sense to me. It does not. So the way I would change the plot. Like I said before, I'll keep the two best friends, Sean and Gordy, Gordy and Sean. And instead of them have, being wrestling fans, I would have, or or just, just wrestling fans, I would have them transition from wrestling fans to a tag team, wrestling tag team. Now, at the end of the film, of course, um, for those that you've seen, for those of you that have seen this movie, of course, Gordy becomes a wrestler. And Sean becomes like a like a manager within like the wrestling business, and all all happy ending, right? But I would have just made it this way. Just hear me out. 
these two guys, wrestling fans, tend to um, be so dedicated to wrestling that they try to make a craft out of it and become a tag team. And then have those guys work through smaller circuits, you know, I guess have enough wins and recognition to enter like a huge WCW tag team tournament in which they would win the whole thing, keep the uh, triple cage match in there, just have it two on two. Um, they would win the tag team titles and then boom, happy ending. That's it. So that's how I have it. You know, I, of course, include that road trip. They will travel to different circuits, like I said. But uh, I mean, that's that's how I would do it. That's, that's the way I would do it. I thought that'd be a better movie than what it, than what it is right now. Top five. And this took me a long time to do. So forgive me if it sounds different or whatever, but it just took me a while to do this. Top five. No order. WCW nostalgia. I like I love seeing Goldberg in it. Sting was a I love seeing Sting in there. He had a little funny scene. I like I like his scene. Rey Mysterio, Conan, Bam Bam Bigelow, Diamond Dallas Page, even though he had a small line in here, or small line, even though he didn't say nothing in there, he was just in the background the entire time. Booker T, you know. Oh, uh, I guess I could throw this into a, into, I should have thrown that maybe into Tales from the Script, but this was the first time you ever seen John Cena ever in a film or anywhere. He's just in the background. Uh, there's, like, there's, like, there's like a scene where they try to recruit Goldberg into being into working with Jimmy King again. And Goldberg was like, I gave up on this guy a long time ago. And they're at Goldberg's gym. And in the background, you can see a blonde head, John Cena. Young John Cena just, just tearing it up on the weights. My number two. On my top five. The triple cage match. It's like I said, it's definitely innovative and it's awesome. You know, it's a good match scene. I, I love the finale. It, not only do I love the finale because the movie's over with, but, you know, they, they have that big, huge wrestling match. Um, I guess I should dive into it a little bit, huh? So I'm going to dive into the movie a little bit more just a little bit more i know it's interrupting my top five but just a little bit more so um these two guys two best friends right gordy and sean they go on this road trip like i said before to find a wrestler and help him get back to the top and when they find his the, their favorite wrestler jimmy king this is why i would cut him out when they find their wrestler jimmy king is um they find out that They've been that he's been telling a lie this entire time, not only to them, but to like the whole wrestling, his whole wrestling fan base, saying his parents were dead when his parents weren't actually dead. Uh, I guess not talking too much about his wife and his kid, but his wife, but his wife and his kid live in a horrible home. Uh, the kid has like badly aged braces. It's like a funny scene where he's like. Where they fought, where they run into his uh, son trying to find his dad, or trying to find their fair wrestler, his dad, and you know the son comes up to him. He's like, 
are you guys bounty hunters? Because I hope you find my dad. He split the rewards with me. I slipped like that. I thought that was pretty funny. And he's like, I haven't seen him in, in years. You know, it turns out he was like a really bad guy. And then they go to his parents' house. He's like, it's funny. He's like, I beg to differ. In, or Sean says to his parents, because his parents are like, you know, he came in here and he stole our RV. I can't believe what kind of son we have. And then Sean says, I beg to differ. And according to his biography, you guys are dead. And, oh no, he says, according to his biography, you died. You, the dad, died. Uh, his father died. Which is, And then he looks at his mom and is like, and he helped you nurse back up from your terrible car crash accident or something like that. I'm paraphrasing. And they look at him. He's like, I ought to kick your ass, freak. And then closes the door in front of the uh, hardcore wrestling fans. So I thought that was hilarious. But, you know, they find out how, how bad of a guy he really is. And near the end of the wrestling scene, or near the end of the movie, you know, Jimmy King is in this wrestling match with Dominatus Page to try to get money back in his job, back his career, whatever. He ends up getting jumped. Uh, so, uh, not jumped, but ambushed by other wrestlers as well. And one of those wrestlers he was about to knock out was wearing a mask, ain't took the mask off and it was his son. And his son was like, don't, don't beat me up, dad, don't do it. And then they all go back to jumping him and then Goldberg comes in and saves the day and then it's just, and then and then it just finally leads up to Jimmy King versus Dom Dallas Page alone at the very top of this cage match. So, yeah, it was, like I said, it was, it was pretty, I like the end, I like the ending, it was pretty good and whatnot. But going back onto my top five, sorry about that. I had number two, the triple cage match. Loved it. Loved the whole match, everything. My number three, it had uh, I have fight scenes and slash wrestling scenes. So the first fight slash wrestling scene at the beginning of the movie, it's kind of weird because Gordy's sitting outside a gas station and he's dreaming about, he's, he's a grown-ass man dreaming about another grown-ass man. As like a type of hero thing. I don't know. It's weird. I never dreamed about. Romelu Lukaku. And that's my favorite soccer player. I never dreamed about Miles Garrett. You know. I never dreamed about. LeBron James. It's kind of weird. But anyways. uh, Yeah. Yeah. So he, he has his daydream. I guess. Kind of sort of. Where he's. Where it's Gordy. Or Gordy has his dream of himself. And Jimmy King. Fighting. Macho Man, Randy Savage, and this gas station clerk inside of a gas station. I thought that was pretty interesting. You know, they said they they somehow set up the gas station to look like a wrestling ring. So that was pretty interesting. The backstage fight scene was pretty good, even though it's completely unbelievable. And of course, the the final, like I said earlier, the the cage match, the final cage match scene. That's pretty. That's pretty good too. Um, well, I have that in my top five. I'll go. I'll go. I'll get to it soon. So that's my number three. Number four, 
some scenes are funny and ridiculous, you know. Um, one scene I did find funny. Now, this one I found genuinely funny is where, you know, these two guys, Gordy and Sean, for a living, they uh they drive around a septic tank truck and they, you know, they scoop out poop and stuff from either homes or porta potties. You know, they they do that type of shit. So um they have like a they stop while they're working, you know, they go on on a lunch break and they get something to eat. And I think the scene is funny because they're ha- they're eating and they're having like a serious conversation all while sitting on the bumper of this septic tank truck and poop is literally dripping out of it. And they're just like so nonchalant and careless about it. And I just thought it was funny. I'm like, bro, like y'all don't smell that? Y'all don't see that shit dripping from the truck? And y'all just eating that bur y'all just eating burgers and fries like there's nothing having a serious heart to heart conversation. I'm like, bro, you know what? That's just that's just hilarious to me. I thought that was I thought that was funny as fuck. And my uh my last top five, because I was gonna say this and um when I was talking about the, the fight scenes, but I brought this up. My last top five is where they go to meet the great expert trainer called Sal Bandini, you know, his intro. Sal Bandini, you want to wrestle? And then he'll put you like in a wrestling move or something. And this is funny because this dude's like 70-something years old. He also passed away. May he rest in peace. But Sal Bandini, he beats up on Jimmy King. And it's funny because he's like a 70-year-old dude beating the crap out of this new uh, hot champion. Like, this guy's like hot off the rails champion and he's beating the crap out of him and it's just funny. Uh, another scene that he appears in, he fights against Sid Vicious and Perry Saturn. Two beefed up, jacked up wrestlers going up against a 70-year-old and they are getting manhandled. It's just so unbelievable. and But it's just hilarious to me. So I, I like the Sal Bandini scenes in this movie. And that's my top five right there. The the WCW nostalgia, the the triple cage match, the fight slash wrestling scenes, the um, the I guess I guess I would call the eating food while sitting on a bumper of a septic tank truck scene. I guess that's a lot to say, but sure. And um. Finally, the uh, Sal Bandini scenes. Does it deserve a sequel? Now, I don't think I mentioned this, but I should have mentioned this if I didn't. So, according, I had this in my Tales from the Script, but also according to IMDb, which I got most of my facts from, there were plans to do a sequel, but it never happened. Thank the high powers of Hollywood that would not allow this to happen. And, um, I mean, shoot, you know, that's, that's what I got to say. Does it deserve a sequel? No, no, thank you. I'm fine. Just this one. I've had, a, I've had more than enough from this disaster piece. 
I'm perfectly okay. Final category. We made it to the very end. I know it was hard sticking with this. I know, but I'm glad you're here with me. It was great. And uh, so I'll talk about uh, Let's get to the Hollywood Shuffle, Kevin. Come on. So for the Hollywood Shuffle, I have as Gordy Boggs. I didn't know he – I had to call my brother, you know. Shout out to my brother, Alex, Alexis Duran. But I don't I, I don't watch wrestling anymore. No, no, no offense to it. I don't think it's bad. It's just I just fell out of it. And one of my favorite wrestlers from WWE, uh, Rey Mysterio. I didn't know his son was wrestling. So I was like, when I heard his son was wrestling, I'm like, man, I got to throw him into my Hollywood shuffle. So I'm putting Dominic. He goes by Dominic Mysterio. I don't know his real last name. But I'm putting Dominic Mysterio as Gordy Boggs. And Sean Dawkins, I'm putting Adam Devine. I, I, I like Adam Devine. I think he'll be good uh, for Sean Dawkins. Adam Devine, mainly known for Workaholics. Great show. Check it out. He's made this. And for Jimmy King, I mean, he, this man has made a couple good appearances on this show. But I'm bringing him back up because I enjoy him. Danny McBride as Jimmy King. If you watch this movie and you see how obnoxious Jimmy King is, you could definitely see Danny McBride doing this. Like this this role is just is made perfectly for Danny McBride. So he would definitely kill this role. So give me Danny McBride as Jimmy King. And for like the main antagonist that was played by Dominatus Page, Bray Wyatt, aka the Fiend, you know, I would have him as my main antagonist. And then I would throw like a bunch of WWE wrestlers in this movie like like Roman Reigns or the New Day Tag Team Champions. Uh, I don't know if they're new tag team champions. I mean, the tag team, uh, what is it, the, the Usos? Um, who else? Randy Orton, if he's still wrestling. Um, I, don't, I don't know anybody. I don't know any other the, the new wrestlers. Throw in Sasha Banks. I like Sasha Banks. So, yeah, yeah, I throw in the new wrestlers. And like, like I just throw in, like, the whole WWE wrestlers. So, uh, yeah, that, 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 I mean, that's like a... A very short Hollywood shuffle list, but you know what? It's always a good one. And I was going to say before I close the show out, all this movie was bad. It did have some positives. Like I said before, in my top five, mainly in my top five, there's a good couple of uh comedy scenes. Some scenes you might not find funny. Some scenes you will find funny. Um, the WCW nostalgia. That's all. That's all for my uh, wrestling fans out there that have not seen this movie. You know, they got some good uh, OG throwback wrestlers in there. This movie is, uh, and I like, like, you know, even though there's a, even though this movie was bad, and there's like a lot of bad movies out there, you can still find some good in the, in, in these bad movies. Like I did find some good with this movie. Um, and even though it's a bad movie, I, I'm still going to hold on to it. It's in my collection, still over there. Um, got some dust on it, but you know, it's going to stay over there. And that's it. You know, well, before I say that's it, that's my plan is what I meant to say. That's my plan. That's what I'm here to do. Watch some of these bad movies. Now, I mean, I know I've got, got a good bit of movies on here, but some of these bad movies, uh, Meteor Man that I reviewed, uh, Clowns from Outer Space, this movie, there's some good in these movies. 
there's some good in these bad movies, and I enjoy the goodness in them. I, I enjoy finding little good things in them. And that's my show. That's it. That's whoa, whoa, whoa. We gotta rewind that, Kevin. All right, here we go. That's it. That's the show. We ain't got no more. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'll see you next episode in which I review any business. You'll find it. Follow us on IG. You'll find it. Good, bad, ugly movie podcast. See you next episode.